days at the stick. From who's got it better than us to brick by brick. It's always the 49ers way from off season to game day. Yeah, we talk back. It's the 49ers cut back. It's 49ers Cutback Podcast time. Welcome to the show, everyone. I want to talk about the playoffs a little bit and who the 49ers might want to face in the divisional round. The path, the path of least resistance is something that every single team would love to have. Now, I know there are, there are the people that are out there that are like, I want to play the best teams. I want to play this team. I want to play that team. And I want to prove that we're the very best because I don't want anyone saying anything when the season's over. But most of the time, you're just looking for the best avenue to get you to the Super Bowl. Because when it comes down to it, no one remembers the teams that you played along the way. They just remember the team that you beat. Now, of course, for fan bases, sometimes those games along the way are entirely pivotal, right? Whether you're playing the Cowboys in 1994 or in that case, the 1981 NFC Championship game against the Cowboys, you remember those matchups because there was something you had to do to get over the hump. But for the most part, you're looking for the easiest road. Does anyone care that in 1994, the San Francisco 49ers played the Chargers in the Super Bowl? No, they only care that the 49ers and Steve Young got it done and won the Super Bowl. Sometimes the easiest road is exactly the road you hope to take. So what I want to do in this episode is go through how these teams have done this year, look at their strengths and their weaknesses, and match them up against the 49ers. Now, we all know that there are only four teams right now that the 49ers even need to consider playing in the divisional round. And they're splitting it up. The coaches are looking at it. They're doing preliminary breakdowns of these teams uh, because they want to be prepared. They want to have a head start. They want to have an advantage of the bye week and an advantage of being prepared for the team that they're going to play. Then they get to sit back and watch these games as they happen. And as soon as they happen, they get to turn to the coaches' film and start absolutely ripping these teams apart. But they're going to have a lot of opportunity to be advanced in what they're doing because they have played all but one of the teams that they might play in the divisional round. They've played all but two teams that they might play in the NFC playoffs. So they're going to have a real basis for how to attack and how to game plan against these teams. So in this episode, we are going to mention the Cowboys and the Detroit Lions as part of the conversation, but really the focus is on... The teams the 49ers may play, Green Bay, Los Angeles, Philadelphia, and Tampa Bay. That's who we're looking at in this episode, and I'm really excited to get into it. And of course, just like always, leave a comment down there. Let me know what you think about what I say. Give your opinion on it as well. Love to hear it. Uh, if you're watching for the first time and you haven't subscribed, please subscribe. Maybe you've been watching and you haven't decided whether to describe or subscribe. I hope I've earned your subscription and uh, you will subscribe to the channel on the push for 5K. If you're listening on audio platform, 49ers Cutback on Believe. Please give it a five-star rating. And if you're coming over uh, from any one of the platforms and going back between them, I thank you guys so much for your continued support on all avenues in which you catch 49ers Cutback. Now, if you're going to bet this weekend is Super Wild Card Weekend, why not bet with Bet Online? The NFL playoffs right around the corner and the NBA season in full swing. Bet Online has you covered with all the up to the second odds, news, and scores. With additional odds, lines, trends, and info on both desktop and mobile, you can access the world's best wagering information anytime. 
Head there today, get in on the action, and see all the updated odds. Remember to use the promo code BELIEVE, that's B-L-E-A-V, to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online where the game starts. Uh, so I want to start pretty basic uh, when I look at these teams. First off, I just want to see what their record was like, how they were at home, how they were on the road, because uh, the road record is going to be very important for whoever comes to Santa Clara. You want to play the, the team that struggles the most on the road. It just makes sense. How they travel is very important. And a lot of times the factors of their football team determine whether they're going to be a team that travels well. Do they run the football successfully? Might travel well. Do they play good defense? They're going to travel well. Those are the types of things we're going to look at and just see how their strengths match up against the 49ers. So first off, let's talk about those Philadelphia Eagles. Eagles finished the season 11-6, and but absolutely broken by the 49ers after that big December 3rd victory. The Eagles just haven't been the same. In fact, uh, their points for 433 to their points against at 428, only a, a positive five in their direction. That's not what we saw from the Eagles last year. They're a different team. And they are much worse on the road. They were 5-4 and four on the road this year, just over 500. So they would be a team that possibly the 49ers could play in the divisional round, and they don't travel that well. Let's look at the Green Bay Packers. They finished the season 9-8, and eight, and they have a road record of 4-5. and five. So they were even worse on the road. So if you just went off that right, right now, Green Bay Packers would be the leader in the clubhouse. Now there's plenty more. Uh, the stats to get into and things to dig into, but it just gives you kind of a, an idea of how these teams are playing on the road. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers finished the season 9-8, and eight, just like Green Bay, yet they win the NFC South because the NFC South is not that great, and they are 5-4 and four on the road, so same as Philadelphia. With all these teams, their net points, not very good. Just to give you a base, the 49ers are a plus 193 in the point column. Uh, so that means they've scored more, 193 more points than they've given up this season. When you look at the teams I just talked about, the Eagles were at five, the Green Bay Packers 33, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers at 23. Huge difference between them and the 49ers. And then when you look at the Los Angeles Rams, they finished the season 10 and 7. Uh, that win at the end of the season got them over the hump to that 10 and 7 record. And they are five and four on the road. Once again, the road victory. Uh, helped them in that category, and they're 27 net points. Uh, so they've scored 404 uh, points against 377. So if you look at that, uh, Green Bay Packers with the best at 33, but the 49ers, 193. These teams aren't within a 160-point difference like the 49ers. The 49ers were absolutely smashing teams this year. You look at the Dallas Cowboys, they were at 194. That'll show you those are the two teams with the biggest uh, points for versus points against difference. Of course, the Cowboys had to play for something in the last week. The 40 yards didn't. Uh, ultimately, they get more net yards, but it just gives you a clear picture. Detroit 66. So Detroit played a lot closer games this year uh, than the rest. So you can see Noah with a great road record. Uh, the Eagles, the Bucks, and the Rams all at 5-4. and four, The Packers at 4-5. and five. So that gives us our basis now. We know that their records were... We know how they were as far as point differential from wins to losses. They're basically all middle of the road, uh, so you get a clear picture. Then you take a look at, hey, who do the 49ers play this year? Well, I mentioned earlier, they played four of the six playoff teams. 
The 49ers did not play the Detroit Lions or the Green Bay Packers. Uh, so when they played the NFC North this year, they they did not play those two teams. They played Minnesota Vikings uh, in, in one of their matchups. And so that's exactly you know how you're looking at these teams. That the two teams that don't really have any familiarity with the 49ers this year are the Green Bay Packers and the Detroit Lions. And for the 49ers, they have a clear picture of those other four teams. So let's look at how the 49ers did. They actually beat all four of the playoff teams that they faced. Now, with the Rams, they did lose one as well. But they beat the Cowboys 42-10. to that, that's, a, that's a beating. They beat the Bucks 27-14. to That was the game that Talano Hufanga got hurt. Uh, and that was a, a battle, but the 49ers got the victory. Rock Purdy 2-0 against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Uh, 49ers beat the Eagles 42-19. to What a showdown that was. That was a, a blast to watch. Then they beat the Rams in Week 2, 30-23. Sean McVay kicking the field goal at the end of the game to make it a 7-point game, which uh, is, is pretty significant, actually, because the 49ers won every other game by double digits. Uh, so that was interesting. And then, of course, they lost the game at the end of the season uh, to the Rams, 21-20. to So now I want to talk about the DVOA. And DVOA, for those who don't know, I mean, there's some channels that talk about DVOA all the time. Maybe you have a real grasp of it. But those, for you, those of you that don't, I'll give a nice explanation of what DVOA is so that way you can understand about the numbers that I'm going to talk about. So DVOA, it stands for Defense Adjusted Value Over Average. Uh, so what DVOA breaks down is the entire season, play-by-play, comparing success on each play to the league average based on a number of variables. Uh, so what they're doing is comparing your results against the league's average in the same sort of category. So when they're talking about how, like maybe how the league does in, in down and distance. So from third and seven, they across the board, here's the average, and then here's what the team gets. Uh, so the adjusted value above the average is what you're getting. And they do it in down and distance, location on the field, the current score gap, quarter, and opponent quality. So they take a lot more into account than just the base stats. And what it does is that way, if you're at the end of the game and all of a sudden you look up and, you know, Kurt Cousins went 22 of 25, he had 352 yards and four touchdowns. Might be a wow, he had himself one heck of a game. Well, they look at the circumstance, and the Minnesota Vikings were down 14 in the fourth quarter, and Kirk Cousins was 11 of 11 on his last drive because they were playing a certain style of defense, and they adjust for that. And so what you get is a real clear picture and some more significant numbers than you would just looking at the stats. So I thought I would get into the DVOA and just look at how these teams ranked so we could get a clearer picture on the easiest road. Uh, the 49ers, of course, were the number two team DVOA. The only one better than them, the Baltimore Ravens. And the 49ers finished one on offense, four on defense, and 25 on special teams. Special teams, of course, has been uh, just the bugaboo over the last several years. Uh, whether it was Richie Hightower or now it's Brian Snyder, there has been a significant drop-off when it comes to special teams. This year, the 49ers have suffered special teams injuries. And also, you see a guy like Oren Burks promoted to the starting lineup. You lose him as well. Aziz Shire left in free agency. So you've had some changes in your special team lineup. No excuse. The 49ers need to be better on special teams. And hopefully they can be during the playoffs. The Cowboys were the number four overall in DVOA. Interestingly enough, right? They're the number two seed in the NFC. Uh, they were nine on offense, five on defense, and 10 on special teams. 
Very well-rounded. Top 10 in all categories. Very good job. The Lions were number seven. They finished third in the NFC. Fifth best offense, 13th best defense, and then the 19th best special team. So you see them coming back to the middle of the pack in special teams. Interestingly enough, the number four team in the NFC is, is, is the Packers. They finished number 13, even though they finished seventh seed in the playoffs. But a lot of that has to go with they were on an absolute tear to end the season. They played really well over the last 10 games, finishing seven and three. So the Packers... Uh, offense is number six, and then this is where it gets interesting. Even though they finished 13th best in the NFL as far as DVOA, they're 27th best on defense and 31st best on special teams. So you see that they're even worse than the 40 yards on special teams, and they don't really have a great defense either. Uh, they're good against the pass, but every other metric, it's not pretty good or not really good. We'll go through all that here in a minute. The Philadelphia Eagles are the number 14th best as far as DVOA, number 10 offense. Number 29 defense, number one special team. So their special teams helps them stay to the middle of the road and ahead of, you know, uh, being towards the bottom half of the league. But, I mean, the offense has been really withering as of late. A.J. Brown is hurt. Devontae Smith has been hurt. Now Jalen Hurts hasn't thrown a football uh, since he damaged his middle finger. So there's a lot of question marks for the Eagles. And their defensive DVOA, not good. And they just lost Sidney Brown one of their key defensive secondary players for the rest of the year with a torn ACL. Sorry to Sidney Brown. He was a very solid player, uh, but they're taking some hits. At The Rams come in at the number six spot. Rams finish sixth. Uh, so this is interesting there. And you've got the Rams at number 17 overall. They are seventh on offense, 22nd on defense, and 32 on special teams. They are by far one of the worst special teams units in the entire league. So you see, as far as the 49ers on special teams, they're actually not the worst, which is good news. Uh, famously enough, that time that Jordan Willis blocked the punt, they were ranked better than that than that uh, Green Bay Packers team as far as special teams. The 49ers were like 29th, and I think they were 30th. Two of the worst, uh, but the 49ers made a big special teams play in that game. Buccaneers are number 18 in DVOA. They're number 20 on offense. They're number 14 on defense and the number 18 on special teams. So kind of middle to late half in almost all categories. Uh, they're late. They're, you know, bottom half in both offense and special teams. And then they're just uh, in front of the top half as far as defense goes. That gives you kind of an idea right now as far as DVOA, how these teams rank. Uh, the interesting part, you know, Buccaneers finished last as far as DVOA in the entire playoffs. Where the Packers, who are last in playoff seeding, actually finished fourth. Uh, so I think those are interesting. Those are the only two teams that are flipped. Everyone else is in order. 49ers, number two in DVOA. Cowboys, number four. Lions, number three. Those are your top three seeds. Eagles are 14th overall in DVOA. That's number five. Rams, number 17. That's number six. And then the Bucks and Packers switch. Those are the only two differences. So DVOA basically matches up with the seedings pretty darn well. Uh, it's it's very interesting when you go over those stats. And so you see that the 49ers right now, if you were looking at what we just looked at, uh, you would probably be leaning towards wanting to play the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And then when you get into the offensive stats, Tampa Bay, this is where you see why they're ranked 20th best in DVOA, which is the worst in the NFC playoffs out of any team. Tampa Bay Buccaneers average 20 points per game. Uh 
The Green Bay Packers averaged 22. But when you're looking at the Buccaneers, why do they only average 22 points per game? Well, they only get 88 yards on the ground. Uh, they do not have a good rushing attack with Rashad White. They struggle to get a consistent running game going. And we know you have to be able to run the football in the playoffs and especially on the road to be able to win a game. So uh, right now, that's not good if you're looking at the rush numbers. But then the pass numbers as well. They're the worst in the NFC playoffs as far as passes, pass yards per game at 224. So they're not very effective in the run game. They're not really overly effective in the passing game. It looks like an offense that you would like to go against. Uh, when you look at some of the other teams that are on this list, the Packers, they score 22 points a game. The Rams, 23. Eagles, 25, which is towards the top in the league. And Lions and Cowboys are towards the top. Cowboys, the number one scoring offense in the NFL, uh, 29.9 points per game. So you can see that that could be awaiting the 49ers. But you look at those numbers, and when you're talking about rushing attack, the Bucs are the only offense in the entire NFC playoffs that does not rush for over 100 yards per game. Packers and Cowboys come in next with 112. Uh, the Rams are all the way up to 120, thanks to Kyron Williams and that resurgence in the run game. Eagles and Lions still up close to 130. Eagles 128, Lions 135. Lions the best rushing attack of any of the teams in the NFC not named San Francisco 49ers. When you're looking at passing, it's pretty clumped together. Uh, Bucks at 224, Eagles at 225, Packers at 233, Rams at 239. So uh, Rams have a pretty balanced attack. And then when you look at the other teams, they're pretty clumped up together. So Eagles are still a dangerous offensive team just looking at the numbers. And so you have to take that into account because if Jalen Hurts and that run game can get going, then they can have an opportunity to travel on the road. The question mark will be for them, how good is that defense at this point? Their secondary is now one of the worst in the league. Uh, injuries have absolutely ravaged them. Uh, but you can run the football in the Eagles, and you can throw the football in the Eagles now. So I wonder, you know, the Eagles are number 29 in DVOA on defense. It, it might be too much for them to overcome. And I think that's giving us kind of a, an idea of who we want to face right now. Uh, when I'm looking at these numbers, I mean, the Bucks have to be one of those teams you're considering. They really are struggling on offense. And when you look at their DVO, DVOA stats, they are the worst of the NFC team. So uh, they were 5-4 and four on the road, but they also play. Um, most of those road games are in the NFC South against teams that aren't that great. So they have an opportunity to win. So let's look over on the defensive side of the ball. Uh, scoring defense. So this is, you know, the, the teams that give up the least amount of points. Well, the Eagles, when it comes to defense, we talked about them being one of the worst in DVOA. They're also one of the worst scoring defenses. They give up 25 points per game. That's pretty significant. So when we look at the Eagles' stats, uh, they give up 103 yards on the ground, and they give up 252 yards through the air. The passing defense has been the problem. They've suffered way too many injuries. They lost players during the offseason. I brought up Sidney Brown. That's another injury that they're going to have to withstand. They haven't been able to generate enough pass rush their linebacker group isn't as significant as it was last year. Uh, the Eagles' defense is looking like they're the defense you want to go against if you are a high-powered offense. So I would say Bucks have the weakest offense in the NFC playoffs, and the Eagles have the weakest defense. But when you look at some of the other, the other teams where the Bucks really struggle when it comes to offense, defense, they're pretty good. 
Uh, they only give up 19 points per game. They give up under 100 yards per game on the ground with 95. And through the air, they give up 248. So they're not too bad as far as defense at stopping teams from being able to get first downs and getting off the field. And the 49ers scored 27 against that Bucks defense. And it was a full-strength Bucks defense. It wasn't like you know when Vita Vea went out the first, first play of the game or anything like that in 2022. But they were out there the entire time. And the 49ers were able to generate 27 points in that game. So uh, you take a look at that. Lions give up 23 points a game. Rams, 22. Packers, 20. So the Packers have played good defense this year. And then the Cowboys give up 18. Uh, by far, the Cowboys' defense has been the best, even though they gave up 42 points to the San Francisco 49ers in Week 5. Uh, you have to think that they would play better against the 49ers in a matchup again. However, I'm not saying that they could be, beat the 49ers. That's for sure. Overall rushing attack, we talked about a couple of teams, but uh, Packers give up 128 yards per game on the ground. So if you have a potent running game, the Packers might be the team that you want to go ahead and face uh, because there's opportunities on the ground. Cowboys, 112. We know that. The four yards gashed them without a Christian McCaffrey fumble in the red zone. It probably would have been even worse. Rams give up 106. Eagles, 103. And the Lions, by far, are the best rush defense they give up 88 yards on the ground per game, really equivalent to what the 49ers do rush defense-wise. And I think the front seven for the Detroit Lions is a very successful group uh, that the 49ers may have to contend with. We'll see if that matchup happens. Uh, it wouldn't happen before the NFC Championship game. So if the Lions you know, play the 49ers, it will be in Santa Clara for the NFC Championship game. You look at the passing numbers. Uh, Eagles, you know, 252, Bucks, 248. Lions, 247. You see, as the Lions are really good against the run, they have some weaknesses against the pass. I think that was on display against the Dallas Cowboys a couple weeks back uh, in Dallas when C.D. Lamb just went off. Uh, Detroit Lions have some injuries in the secondary. They lost Emmanuel Mosley for the season early on in the, in the year. They haven't been able to successfully defend the pass the way that they want to. Even though they have a good pass rush and they stop the run pretty well, uh, teams are still able to get the ball down the field on them. Rams, 241. And that's not to be you know, surprising to any 49ers fans. You look at that secondary with Kendrick and Akilah Witherspoon. Uh, there's opportunities to throw the ball around against the Los Angeles Rams. Packers, 206. But once again, Packers pretty good against the run. Um, actually, really bad against the run. I'm sorry. They give them 128 yards against the run. But they're very good against the pass. So uh, probably part of the reason their pass numbers are better than they are is because teams just run the football consistently against them. Yes, they have Jair Alexander, um, and he's really good. But other than that, you know, it's a secondary you should be able to take advantage of. They still have press, uh, pass rushers uh, with Gary and Preston Smith, but uh, I think that the four years could hold up against that if it had to happen. And then the Cowboys, are far and away, the best passing defense um, in the entire NFC with 188 yards per game. And, of course, Deron Bland with all the interceptions. Now, Stephon Kilmore is injured right now. Uh, but you would think by the time he came to the NFC Championship game, he would be ready to go against the 49ers. And so then he would be available. So when you're looking at defense, I think that the most obvious choice to play um, is probably the Eagles. I mean, the Eagles struggle in a, a variety of categories. And so you'd probably want to play them. So the Bucks offense, the worst. You'd love to see the Tampa Bay Buccaneers offense come to Santa Clara. Feel like you could do some things against them. And for the Eagles, it's defense. The 49ers absolutely carved them up 42 to 19 
uh, after Big Dom got thrown off the sideline. So it, it looks like there's some interesting matchups the 49ers could have going their way, just looking at the numbers. And then let's look at turnovers real quick, because there are some teams that are not good in the turnover category, a turnover differential. Uh, 49ers are plus 10 on the season. That's one of the top teams in the league. When you look at the other teams, the Cowboys are plus 10. That's why they're one of the best. They create a lot of turnovers. Uh, the Bucks are plus eight. So you can see, yeah, we they may be you know 20th best uh, on offense, and the numbers don't look good as far as DVOA for everything. But when you have turnovers, uh, that can kind of mask some of the inefficiencies. You get short fields, then you're able to create points and generate opportunities for your offense. Plus, it just gets your defense off the field. So I think they've masked some of their problems with that. And interestingly enough, the Lions and Packers have the same amount of turnovers to giveaways. Uh, so I mean, they give away and they create and they have takeaways and they even out. Uh, neither one of them are are big numbers. They don't really create a lot. They don't really turn over a lot. So it's kind of even. Uh, but they're in the middle of the pack there, which is interesting because you had one of those teams finish in the seventh seed and one of those teams finish in the third and be considered one of the best teams in the NFL. The Rams are minus three. Even last week, uh, they didn't win the turnover battle against the 49ers. They consistently turn over the ball. Minus three might catch up with them. And so they've got to do a very good job of taking care of the football in the playoffs. If they want to have an opportunity to win, we know Matthew Stafford's going to throw the ball around a lot. And why not? He's got Puka Nakua. He's got Cooper Cup. Uh, he's got Tutu Atwell. He's got Demarcus Robinson. Uh, talent on talent on talent. Now, I expect them to try to rely on Kyron Williams a lot in these playoffs. But I think Matthew Stafford is going to put a couple of footballs in harm's way. He always does. And if they lose the turnover battle, I don't know if they have enough at this point in their rebuilding process to win a playoff game. That's going to be interesting uh, between them and the Lions. And then the Eagles, they're minus 10. They are bad. Uh, they're turning the ball over at an all-time high. Jalen Hurts is throwing interceptions. He's fumbling. Uh, they have not been good in that category. And when you throw in the fact that their defense isn't good, uh, it probably has a lot to do with short fields because of turnovers. And those two things work together in unison to make you a bad football team. One in five in their last six games. Uh, it's it's definitely not been great for them. So in this in this one, I think the San Francisco 49ers would love to play the winner of the 4-5 matchup. I think that is the best situation for the 49ers, which means that would be the Monday night matchup. Now, for that to happen... A couple of things need to happen. The Dallas Cowboys need to defeat the Green Bay Packers in Dallas. And that is perfectly possible. The Dallas Cowboys have been a very good football team this year. Now, Green Bay is not out of this thing. Jordan Love has looked really good lately. He doesn't turn over the football. 32 touchdowns to 11 interceptions is a tremendous uh, turnaround as far as a touchdown to turnover differential. He's looked fantastic. Their question is, can their defense stop the Dallas Cowboys offense? And I think one of the problems is going to be the passing game. And we'll see. We'll see if the Cowboys can get a passing game going against the Packers. Packers actually have one of the better passing uh, defenses uh, that we have in the playoffs. They give up 206 yards per game uh, through the air, which is pretty good. But I wonder if Jordan Love and that offense is going to be able to throw against the Dallas Cowboys. Yes, Stephon Gilmore will be out. But how, can the, how will those young weapons respond uh, to playing against Deron Bland and, and dealing with that pass rush? It's going to be interesting in that game. Now, if Dallas wins, uh, then we know for sure that it comes down to the Rams, you know, and what they're going to do with Detroit. And if Detroit wins, 
and beats the Los Angeles Rams, then it will go to the 4-5 matchup on Monday night. And why is that the best matchup? Well, first off, the Rams have a lot of familiarity with the 49ers. And don't get me wrong, I'm not afraid to play the Rams at all. In fact, I think the 49ers would beat the Rams and beat them pretty convincingly because I think the 49ers, when it comes down to it, are the more talented. Uh, they have more depth. They're more disciplined. And I think the Rams are a good football team. They've definitely grown a lot during this season, but they have a long way to go as well. Uh, so I don't think they've reached the pinnacle to where they can go. They're definitely going to be more of a problem next year. They had a great draft class. Guys like Byron Young on defense, uh, offensive players like Puka Nakua, young player like Kyron Williams, these guys are coming. So I think the Rams are going to be a force. I just think this is too soon uh, for them, and I think the 49ers would have no problems beating the Rams. I think they could match up. They could put pressure on Stafford, and they could confuse him a little bit. Um, but when it comes down to it, the reason you want to play the Eagles and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, number one, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers' offense isn't very effective. You can really stop that run game, make them one-dimensional, and pest Baker Mayfield enough to make him make mistakes, and you can win that football game. You did it already this season, beating them 27-14. to 14. And I don't believe the Tampa Bay Buccaneers have gotten better uh, since that matchup. I think they've actually gotten worse. So I think the 40 yards could win that game. And when you're looking at the Philadelphia Eagles, uh, they are not the same team. Jalen Hurts, how effective is he going to be throwing the football with that injured finger? You know, how good are A.J. Brown and Devontae Smith at this point? Uh, the war of attrition is definitely caught up with them. All the injuries to the secondary. They couldn't stop the 49ers passing attack uh, in, on December 3rd. Uh, nothing about them makes me think they could stop them now. There are matchup problems all over the place. So that's part of it. Those are, those are part of the reason I think the 49ers would like to play those two teams. The other part, it would be a huge advantage for the 49ers. That game, the divisional game, would be on Sunday, and they would be playing on Monday night, which means they are going to have a – longer time to be able to prepare for the 49ers. The 49ers by then could totally completely start building a game plan for both teams. They could have a game plan set and ready to go and ready to be actionable before uh, that game is even over. So I think it would put a huge advantage for the 49ers as far as rest. They have rest. The other team will be coming off a short rest. You have a really bad defense when it comes to the Eagles. You have a pretty bad offense when it comes to Tampa Bay. Uh, so you just have to pick your poison where you dominate on one side or the other. But I think those are the matchups you would like to see. I think in order, the San Francisco 49ers would like to see Tampa Bay 1, the Philadelphia Eagles 2, uh, then the Green Bay Packers 3, and the Los Angeles Rams 4, uh, merely because of familiarity. I think when it comes to why the Packers would be 3, I think the 49ers could run the football on Green Bay pretty consistently. Uh, so that's how I think it shakes out. I think the 49ers would like this to happen uh, the way I just brought out. Let me know how you hope it happens. Who do you want to play in the divisional round? Do you want to play the toughest teams? Or do you want the path of least resistance? Uh, this episode was brought to you by Bet Online, where the game starts. Please like and subscribe to the channel if you haven't already. I'm on that push for 5K. Uh, and there's going to be plenty more content coming out this week. Hope you guys will come by the channel and check it out. And of course, by the time we get to next week, we're going to know who we're going to play. We're going to take deep dives into all those matchups and we're going to be watching, and we're going to break down that team very extensively. So I hope you guys will all join me for that, but I'll catch you guys in the next one. Until then, stay safe. Remember the right way is always the 49ers way.